We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors is sponsored by Intervine. Get the best camping lanterns, flashlights, and more at intervine.com. of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Thank you so much for joining us this weekend. My name is Tony Colombo, here with my partner, Bo Matthews. Bo, can you hear me? How's it going? I got you, man. Loud and clear. Coming in. Nice. And we need to introduce our new producer, new to this show, certainly not new to the radio station or anybody that's been listening to St. Louis Radio <laughs> for the past 100 years. Yep. The great Carl Middleman <laughs> is uh, taking over the duties. If you guys were listening last week, uh, Chad Ellis, our longtime producer of this show, has moved on to greener pastures, bigger Sunnier and better things. Pastures. Yes. <laughs> Certainly sunnier pastors, um, and uh, so Carl is picking up the reins and is I going to be- I was on this be... show before. Yeah, absolutely. You've been on every show before. Well, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> so Carl is going leave. to be our, our new producer moving forward, and we are super excited to have you along, my friend. Nice to be here. Yeah, nice, nice to have you here. Pew, pew. Yes. So we've got a great show in store for you, Carl. Uh, going to be uh, along, of course, uh, this week and every week going forward. We are also going to talk to our friend Tim Shelsvik a little bit later on in the show, depending on when you're listening to this, whether you're listening to the podcast before the show even airs on the weekend, or you're listening on Saturday afternoon on 97.1 or Sunday afternoon on Camo X. Uh, hopefully you are able to be out and about enjoying the great outdoors. Uh, I believe it is now archery season. We talked to him a couple weeks ago during rifle season, and I know that he appreciates, I know that he, he has a lot more fun uh, during archery season. So it's always great to catch up with Tim Shelsvik from Drury Outdoors and the Thinking Woodsman podcast. Talk to him about uh, deer hunting and the great outdoors. So we're going to do that a little bit later on. Right now, let's start the show the way we always do with our friend Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory. Aaron, how's it going, buddy? Good. How are you guys? Cannot cannot complain. I actually wanted to to dive right into this, and and I don't know how long this is gonna this this may go on for another week or two, <laughs> or maybe we'll get to all of them today. But uh, I I got a lot of feedback, and actually had a lot of conversations since last week's show when we when you were on and with us at the beginning, 
and we pulled up the Joe Biden website and started looking at his Second Amendment, his the Biden plan to end our gun violence epidemic. And there is a lot of information here, a lot of policies, a lot of plans. And we started to kind of go through them last week. But there's a lot here and we ran out of time. So I just wanted to pick this back up with you, Aaron, is an expert when it comes to local gun laws and, you know, how these different policies would affect us here in Missouri if they were put into play. So um, I just wanted to pick up this uh, this conversation right where we left off, if that's all right with you, Aaron. Yeah, let's do it. So another one. So we. So if you missed any of last week's discussion, and if you pull up the Biden Harris website, I'm literally just going straight down the list. So if you, if there's something that you that we didn't hit that you're wondering about, check out last week's podcast, and chances are uh, it's something that we talked about last week. So uh, I want to get right into this. Another one of the uh, issues here. This is one that they've talked about a lot that we've heard discussed in the media a lot, and I think people wonder if it's something real, something that they can actually do, and that is the buyback program. So on Joe Biden's website, once again, this is his plans, his words, or at least the website's words. <laughs> uh, part of his he gun, doesn't know how to use a yeah, website. Part of his Second Amendment gun violence, the, the plan to end gun violence is to buy back assault weapons and high-capacity magazines already in our communities. Uh, Biden will also institute a program to buy back weapons of war currently on our streets. This will give individuals who now possess assault weapons or high-capacity magazines two options. Sell the weapons to the government or register them under the National Firearms Act. Could you... And be taxed. Yeah. Aaron, could you flush out exactly what that means and how in the world would that be executed? Are they going to go... I mean, they can't go door to door, and 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 there's not an existing registry, right? So there's no way to know who has a high capacity magazine. Hey, I know this guy's got a a ten round magazine and that he bought three years ago at Southern Armory. So let's go to his door. How in the world does this happen? So the the good news is is that there is. So some states are different than others, right? So let's just let's just kind of look at. Uh, Missouri. Missouri, you're right. There is not a registry um, of firearms or magazines. In fact, it's Ill- illegal. It says the state of Missouri will not participate with the federal government or, ex- or agents of the government or contractors of the government, et cetera, to establish a database that, that has the numbers, the types of firearms you have, or the accessories that you have for those firearms, right? So we're talking magazines, optics, you know, vertical foregrips, you know, the actual the guns themselves, uh, et cetera. So Missouri has a law specifically saying, we won't do this. We're not going to play ball with our government. Now, other states, you look at Illinois, they have a FOID system, a Firearms Owner Identification Card, a FOID. And when they buy a gun, um, the state police know that they buy a gun because Illinois' background check system, they call... Uh, the Illinois State Police instead of the FBI, like Missouri dealers do. And we've talked about kind of loopholes in that and the shooting they had in Chicago where the guy, you know, um, didn't, you know, didn't get run through the FBI because the FBI had it flagged as not being able to purchase uh, firearms. I digress. Um, so now in Illinois, um, there is an existence of um, a database of when you buy a firearm. 
And not being an Illinois dealer, so I can't 100% tell you, but I know when you do a person-to-person transaction, you go and you enter in the FOID, and from what I understand, the firearms information too. So they know that you bought this type of rifle with this serial number, uh, and it comes back to you. Missouri used to have, back in the day, and when I say back in the day, we're probably talking like 15 years ago, because um, I only bought one, maybe two pistols like this, a permit to purchase. And you had to go to the sheriff's department or the county police, you know, depending on what you had. So Jefferson County, you go to Hillsborough, St. Louis County, you ran down to Clayton. You fill out this permit to purchase, and uh, St. Louis County car- charged you $10. And 30 days later, they approved you to buy a handgun. They ran a mixed background check on you from the FBI. You go to your dealer, you say, hey, here's my permit to purchase. I'd like to get this Glock, this SIG, this whatever. And you could buy one gun, one handgun on that permit to purchase. And then on that form, they had all the information, the make, model, serial number, caliber, et cetera. And then that would get uh, retained by, uh, I think it was three copies. It's just, we're going 15 years here of memory. It was three copies. And one, the dealer kept, I kept one. I believe then they mailed one into the actual uh, police department. And uh, so there was a record at, at, at the time, for handguns at least, um, for the counties that did the permit to purchase. That's been gone for 15-plus years, and we have not registered firearms to an individual's name by serial number, make, model, et cetera. Other states do do this, um, and other states, you know, California, uh, they limit, you know, how much ammunition you can buy. They do a background check on ammunition uh, so they know you've, you've got it because they've got to track it to make sure you're not buying more than so much per month. Right, so it's a centralized database when they check you to make sure that you, you're you're able to buy that allotment of ammunition, and so these things. If California has a magazine ban, and that's gone back and forth, then turned over, then said no, it's it's allowed. So um, can he do it? Yeah, he could definitely do do some things, and and depending on the structure, he may be able to do them by executive order. Right, um, right. So, and that's the big thing. It may not be hey, let's get Congress on board, uh, you know, with our reps, and then let's get the Senate on board, right, and do some back deal dealings uh, to, to get it and then get Biden to sign it. So it may be done Aaron, by an executive order. Yes. They, no, I was just going to interject there. Uh, you know, one of the headlines on his uh, website, JoeBiden.com, is get weapons of war off our streets. Uh, yeah. Legal gun owners don't have their guns on the streets. How about... How about it's kind of like this vaccine? Why don't we have all the politicians take the vaccine before anybody else does? And if they're okay, then we'll take it. Uh, how about getting all the weapons of war off the streets, like of Chicago and LA? Let's start yeah. there. Yeah. How about do that? And and how are you going to do that Instead without of going uh, with to legal uh, defund- gun owners? And yeah, I, yeah. yeah. So and then defund the police. You're going to defund the police. Then you're going to have to go and collect all these weapons. Really? Is that really going to happen? So the, the defund the police thing, I think, is is pretty much a dying. Uh, slogan, um, but that's that's let's digress. Let's look at like Chicago, um, where they have a ton of violence. It's gang associated violence, right? This is not the common well, person. Yeah, yeah. St. Louis has got it too. But again, you know, the average person, um, you know, is not going to be you know suffering uh, from this violence. So they're going, you know, it's gang on gang. You know what I'm saying? Like. Mm-hmm. That's it's, it's, it's criminal and criminal, and it's it's so you know. Should you carry? You know, right now you come into this whole debate like, yeah, I carry a pistol because you never know. Like somebody may car, try to carjack you or maybe break in your house, whatever. Uh, but we look at Chicago and we look at the buyback programs. 
And they've had buyback programs in Chicago. They've had them in California, um, like New York, Massachusetts, a lot New Jersey, uh, even Philadelphia, uh, which Pennsylvania is, you know, pretty pretty free state when it comes to firearms. And uh, you know, guns get turned in. And the you look at the buyback programs, the vast majority of these guns get turned in are non-functioning um, or antiques. And you can't really find the ammunition for them or they're cost prohibitive. And I mean, you see like the pictures of them and, you know, they put the, the, the AKs and the ARs, you know, the few that they get turned in up front or the shotguns, they get turned in up front. But then you look at the vast majority of the other guns and they are not the guns that you would think that they, they were. Uh, right down to homemade shotguns. Uh, they were oh. turning in homemade shotguns. And then they one time they even posted about a rocket launcher that got turned in, which was just a tube. Uh, it wasn't actually the, the device. Uh, Pro- probably a potato you know? gun. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, it was, well, it was the tube um, that, you know, they, they would put the rocket in, and the rocket was actually the, the destructive device. That was the registered part. The tube was not registered. didn't even have, you know, it, it wasn't considered a firearm. So kind of funny. You know what I'm saying? That look, we got a rocket launcher, and then you know everybody in the industry is like, you can get a rocket. I mean, I can go buy that at the surplus store, right? You know, no background check. So, um, could they institute a, ba- uh, a buyback program? Absolutely, they could institute a buyback program. And uh, what they would get, like, I, you know, I got some high capacity magazines at my house that are just not worth rebuilding, right? I've used them so much that they're just not they're just not worth rebuilding. So, what do, what do you do? Well. You know, like when I could go buy a new one for, you know, $12 or whatever, why would I, you know, rebuild one that's, you know, probably going to cost like eight or 10 bucks? It's all dinged up. I would just sell it back to the government. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to give me $10 or $20 for it, then I'll sell it to them for $20. And I'll go down to Southern Armory and I'll buy one off the wall. It's brand new. <laughs> so, you know? Aaron, and the other part of that is the buyback program or register it with an uh, yeah. under a national registry we only have a couple minutes left that is another so, thing that's been talked about a million times why yeah, why we, would you be hit, for or against a national registry we we hit on that national registration what they're going to do is they're just going to reclassify these guns as nfa firearms uh, so it's a national firearms act and for those of you that already have short barrel rifles your gun is already you know you got a tax stamp for it it's technically registered mm-hmm. same thing with your suppressor so yeah. they would do That's this, what I was just going to ask. Back. Just like a suppressor, right? Yeah. 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 Just like a suppressor, just like a machine gun, just like a short bar rifle. So, yeah, I mean, you want me to register the five or six AR 15s I have at my house that aren't registered? Great. Let's do it. Here's your $200 per item, right? For serial number. And now I can put a short barrel on it, you know? Hmm. So I don't have to be yeah. 16 inches anymore. I can put an eight inch on my. My 300 blackout. I can put a, a ten and a half inch on my two 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 or two 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 three five five six. Um, you know, I'm getting ready to build like a 458 SOCOM. I, I got some dies and some parts. and said, ah, maybe I'll build a new upper. Put a short barrel on that. Um, and now, I did, you know what? I I I saw a video. No, hold on. I saw a video. You mentioned two hundred dollars. I saw a video this past week, and I couldn't tell you where it was, so I can't verify it. But they said they could charge you a personal property tax of your uh, firearm, $200 per firearm and $200 per clip that goes with it. Now, the question is, if you bought your clip at uh, Southern Armory and nobody, uh, I mean, I, I have a receipt. I bought it from you. Uh, but did you write down who you sold the clip to? Probably not. Yeah. How are they going to know? So How are they going to know? They're not. It's going to be a. It's going to be a self-report thing. It's like the bump stock thing. They didn't know who owned a bump stock. Right. 
You know, I mean, we had like two or three at the store that sat there forever, and they go, oh, we're going to ban them. We're going to talk about banning them. Next thing you know, people are running Sold. in and buying them and selling them for two or three times the <laughs> right, amount of money right. on, on auction websites. I think these people are nuts, <laughs> you know, and then they banned them, and now you got to chop them up, hmm. you know. For something um, that nobody really even cared about to begin with. It was just kind don't. of a little novelty thing that nobody yeah. cared about. I love this. All, we gotta do this. We gotta we yeah. got a lot more to get to and uh we're gonna we're gonna do this with Aaron every week until we get through all of the policies on Joe <laughs> Biden's website. I love it. I think it's important that people know all of the things that the that uh uh the president elect is talking about. it's 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 crazy. Uh, Aaron, before we let you go, what's the latest at Southern Armory, and how can people come out and see you? Yeah, so tons of inventory rolling in. Actually, I got a, I got a call a wholesaler here um, now and, and just chat him up. Uh, but, I mean, you know, we're getting some really awesome guns in. I'm not going to lie. Even my wife said that to me. Uh, now that, you know, as you guys are, you know, we mentioned on previous shows, we had to diversify and really add wholesalers to keep up with the demand. And so the gun shop is starting to slowly fill back up with guns. And I'm starting to get to the point that's where great. I'm able to buy four and six of, of the same type. And uh, so it, that's nice. Ammunition is still tight, but we're still getting that in. Um, you know, on a, a, a it's it's weekly, but it's it's weird. Everybody's, we, the big question is, what day you get guns and ammo? And it's like, we receive like every day, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but we can't tell you that like, our ammo comes in on Thursday. You know, at, at 10 a.m. Yeah. it's here. You know, right. it's, it's, it's not a thing. So, um, and sometimes it makes it on the shelf and sometimes it doesn't. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing, too, is if you want ammo or you want a gun, you need to get into the store or you need to call 965 Guns and you need to tell Jessica or Terry, whoever answers the phone, say, hey, put me on a list for some 9 mil. Hey, put me on a list for a Glock. Put me on a list for, you know, AR 15 because there, there's still a lot of that going on. And you know, previously I said, you know, it's like it's not even making it to the wall. People are coming. Yeah. We're taking the back order. We won't take your money, even though we know it's coming. Um, and so and if it is coming and we know it's like, hey, we got a tracking number. It's on its way. It's here in two days. You want it, you can buy it now. Um, but we're calling the people that are coming in and giving us their name and number. Hey, call me when you get this. We're calling them first. So yeah. a lot of this stuff isn't even making it to the wall. Um, so if you're wanting something, you need to, you need to get in and chat with us. But now we're starting, now that we've diversified, we've got like eight or 10 wholesalers. It's crazy. Um, I've met so many, so many new people here lately, um, that the walls are filling up. You can come in and you can get a 1911, you can get that sky pistol, you can get a Smith and Wesson revolver, you can get a SIG, you know, you know, may not be the exact trim bottle you want, you know, but you can get it. Um, so yeah, come in, see us. We're one mile east of 270 and 44 at 9901 Watson road. You can find us on Facebook at Southern Armory, Second Amendment News Podcast, and SouthernArmory.com. Do you want to do that? Do you want to? Do you know the Chad thing? I do. Do you want to do it? I did it yeah. first. All right, yeah. do it. Sit, uh, Aaron. Oh, you did? <laughs> I did first. I was here before Chad. Remember? Oh, I'm sorry. I produced this show before Chad did. Aaron, give the yeah, website please. again. Aaron, okay. do it again. And, uh, and SouthernArmory.com. SouthernArmory.com. That's SouthernArmory.com. There you go. And that is Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory. Aaron, great information as always. We'll talk to you next week, my friend. Yep. We'll see you next week. Bye. All right. Let's take a quick break, and we will do more. Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. When we get back, don't go anywhere. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here with new producer Carl Middleman. Old producer, returning <laughs> producer. That's right. And my partner, Bo Matthews. Um, we are in the next segment going to be talking to our friend Tim Shelsvik from Drury Outdoors and the Thinking Woodsman 
podcast. You're going to be talking to him. Uh, hopefully, as you're listening to this, uh, you are able to experience the great outdoors. Um, I know it is archery season, which is Tim's favorite, so we're going to be talking to him about that. And as you're listening to this, it's very possible that I am on the water, that I am sitting what? on the water, maybe, hopefully, <laughs> as this is airing or as you're hearing this. Um, and uh, I'm very excited to get back out on the water this weekend. It's been weeks, months, I think, maybe a couple months since I've had a chance to go fishing. 2020 has been such a crazy year. Started out, uh, I was out in the boat and out on the water and down at the lake a whole lot at the in the beginning of the spring and summer and then suddenly that just all stopped uh, but as we talk about all the time it's not too late to get out of the water and go fishing and anytime uh, we're talking about fishing or hopefully anytime you go fishing uh, you go out and see my friends at Bluff City Outdoors Bluff City Outdoors in Alton Illinois they have got you covered uh, no matter what you need in the tackle box they're open all year round, which is great. They're there for you all year. Um, it's a great place to stock up the tackle box, buy great Christmas presents for the fishermen in uh, your life. And uh, you can learn more about Bluff City on their website, bluffcityoutdoors.com. And hopefully I'm catching fish with my Bluff City lures as we are hearing this. Uh <laughs> Bo, we talked about uh, Carl joining the show uh, again. Were you the you weren't the full time producer of this show? Were I you? was because it was just for, Man, we were I just can't. on one station yeah. and it was you and me and Aaron yeah. and it was it was nothing but Second Amendment radio. I am so happy when Bo joined and then it became great outdoors yeah. because I, I love fishing. I, I'm so upset my fishing tour. We go every year. I go to Canada mm-hmm. and. It didn't happen this year because they won't let us in. <laughs> we all wanted to go, but no, Canada wouldn't let uh, the Americans. What do you in. do? What do you what do you uh, fish for up there? Spend five days, uh, catch northern, catch pike, and mostly northern walleye. Well, uh, no, Maybe. we're we're up we're up in Emo, so not a lot of walleye up there. That's more Minnesota, but I but you can catch a walleye here and there, but mostly northern and pike. Did you know? Have you fished northern okay. Minnesota? Uh, I'm sorry. I, uh, no, no, go Boundary ahead. Waters Canoe Area? Uh, my grandfather used to take us to Izades Resort every year. And, you know, sure. there's 10,000 lakes up there. So Izades is like one of the major ones in mid-Minnesota. So, yes, I have been up there. And I used I, that's where I learned to water ski. <laughs> because you didn't yeah, want to oh, get yeah. in the water. You didn't want to get in the water. You either fished or you water skied because it was too cold to swim. Yeah, no kidding. I, I grew up in Minnesota, actually. And so... Uh, so Boundary Waters Canoe Area, way to the north. I mean, it's just so beautiful and peaceful up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you've if you've never been, it's kind of like the uh, you know the big peninsula in Wisconsin or uh, Michigan, I guess it is. Uh, it's just it's so beautiful, and and it's almost like Canada, uh, but different. Um, <laughs> we fly we fly into Canada. We go and then we cross the border to International Falls. And then one year right. we had uh, Bernie Federko with us because this was a blues fishing trip. Oh, that's and cool. once the Canadian guy said, "Are you Bernie Federko?" They just let us in. No, nobody had to check it. I bet because they love hockey players up Heck there. Heck yeah, they do. Yeah, that having a having a hall of hockey <laughs> a hall of fame hockey player with you in Canada has got to be a free pass to everything. We, we got to do and we're like, damn it, we should have brought more booze. We didn't have to declare it. <laughs> so just so you know, uh, Carl, if you can't, you know, go on your regular fishing trip because the year is weird and all that. Um, like you said. The last time you were here regularly, Bo wasn't on the show yet, so maybe you don't know this, but Bo has a lake on his property that's open I to the public. Know, I did know that. It's open to the public, and <laughs> anybody can come out and fish anytime they Tony, like. Tony, I'm so. telling you, you cannot be joking about this crap. <laughs> you cannot be joking. Up. 
No, I've, I've read joking. the rules with the Missouri Conservation. You better say that, brother. I'm telling <laughs> I'm you. I'm joking. I'm joking. You want to bring a you want to bring a six person, pack and the only person invited is his neighbor who stole all the fish out of the uh, pond anyway. <laughs> oh my gosh, Carl! You know Carl's a legendary producer of St. Louis Radio. It's just amazing uh, all of the people that he's worked with, and this is my actually my very first time working with him. So I'm very honored because I've got mad respect for you. Oh, um, you are you are you a Second Amendment supporter, or are you just working to do the job? <laughs> I own I own rifles in my home. I have. I, right. I I went to CBC. Nice. I went to CBC nice. back when it was a military school, and I have sharpshooting medals because I, wow. I I was a sharpshooter, and because CBC used to be a military school. Yeah. And back right. at the campus on Clayton, they actually had a firing range underneath the school. Yeah. Can you imagine that now? Wow. Like, can you imagine that now, like a trap shooting high school team? How I mean that used to be some? a. It used to be a thing. Where? Uh-huh. Not around no. here, they don't. No, no, they? no, 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 not in Missouri, but not in St. Louis, I don't think. You think they still do in Missouri somewhere? I think they do. Yeah, I, I would be surprised by that. It, it just seems like that's how much times have changed. That, you can uh, tell it's a, it's, it's a rare occasion to have a class like that because when Tony and I went out skeet shooting, uh, we were horrible. Oh, <laughs> man. Very, very rusty. I, I'm very rusty. eating that night. Kneeling, Ooh. prone, and on, on laying... Laying down is the best because you don't have to prop up the weapon. And right. the weapons, we were, we were using M1s, and so they were, they're heavy. That's fantastic. Well, especially right. when you're a high school kid. You know, I do want I, I to touch on one story here before we take a break and we talk to Tim Shelsvik and we um, uh, get out into the great outdoors and lighten the mood a little bit. Uh, also, Tim's going to stick around for the, uh, for the podcast exclusive, so make sure you stick around for that podcast, uh, the rest of that discussion on, the, on that podcast. Uh, but in that, in that last segment, uh, Bo, you mentioned d- the defund the police slogan. And right. Aaron said that he thought that that was starting to die down. I don't think that it is. In fact, I don't know if you guys saw this story this week, but Barack Obama, uh, former President Obama, was giving an interview, and he was very critical of that saying. It's and, a dumb slogan. And said that it was... Um, it was basically saying that it's it's not good for to brand the Democratic Party with that type of slogan because it turns so many people off. Uh, his his exact quote was, uh, again, this is Barack Obama, quote, I guess you can use a snappy slogan like defund the police, but you've lost a big audience the minute you say it, which makes it a lot less likely that you're actually going to get the changes you want, unquote. And immediately there was... People on the left in government Hard now, left. yeah, yep. firing back at him, uh, yep. like Ilhan Omar and Ayanna Presley, and it, locally here, um, Congresswoman elect Cory Bush, who said it's not a slogan, it's a mandate. Wow, yeah, so she's that, not even in office. That yet. <laughs> idea is not going away. And if you missed any of that discussion in that first segment with Aaron. Or last week's discussion with Aaron, we are going through uh, Joe Biden's website and looking at his his plan, his policies, what he calls his uh, the Biden plan to end gun violence and all the different things that he plans on instituting when he becomes president. And we're going through them one by one. And it takes a while because there's a lot. <laughs> So it's really interesting. Yeah, do your stuff. Homework. yeah it's really interesting yeah, stuff. Your, so make sure you check that out. I, 
Go in ahead, that bro. interview that uh, in that interview that you are uh, referencing, I don't know if it was that one or the one from the week before, where and uh, of course President Obama is trying to sell books too, right? He, that's yes. that's the big thing. Right. His wife his his wife has outsold him tenfold on her book, and uh, you know mm-hmm. they got they got to raise the money. They got to raise the money to live like they want to do. But uh, I think he made a comment about Trump putting kids in cages, and I'm thinking to myself, it was proven that he built the cages. Yeah. Yeah, he's for been... the uh, immigrants. I'm like, what are you even doing? This, the media, and I've I've heard this term, and maybe you have too. It's not mainstream media anymore. It's mainstream propaganda. Hmm. It it it. You know, to watch CNN and MSNBC, I it's just I can't even. I can't. I just yeah. can't. It's so yeah. The rough. the uh, President Obama has been like you said. He's got a book to sell, but he has been everywhere, and he's been saying mm-hmm. a lot of things recently, but has not very often been critical of his own party like he was in that quote that I just read. I think the defund the police, Tony, thing. I don't think it's it's dying at all. No, no, I don't think it is either. uh, But I think that already, and and, uh, Biden's not even sworn in yet, but uh, he is offending the far left that he used to get to, you know, get the votes that he got, right? No doubt. Most definitely. Um, and, And then immediately he's appointing people that are more moderate liberals and even to the point of what you're talking about, the defund the police thing, I, I think I think Obama is correct in saying that it, it does offend people so much. But if you're an extreme left, AOC, for instance, well, that's exactly what they want. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they want these hard positions on some crazy stuff. And uh, it's yep, just absolutely mind blowing. All yeah. right. Let's take a quick break and then let's Please. get out into the woods and <laughs> let's talk about uh, deer hunting with our buddy Tim Shelswick yes. from Drury Outdoors. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here with producer Carl Middleman and my partner Bo Matthews. In just a moment, we're going to talk to our friend Tim Shelswick from Drury Outdoors and the Thinking Woodsman podcast. Uh, we were talking earlier in the show with our friend Aaron Tarlow. Uh, very interesting discussion this week and last week, and we're going to continue it next week. We've turned it into a little mini-series talking about uh, Joe Biden's gun plan, everything on his website. So if you miss any of that discussion, make sure you check out our podcast. We put out two podcasts a week. The first one goes out on Friday. That's the show podcast. It's actually the podcast is available before the show even airs. So you can take it with you like hopefully I am going fishing (laughs) or hopefully you are as you're hunting uh, this weekend. And then we put out the podcast exclusive every Monday, which is exactly that. A little exclusive conversation uh, that we get a chance to kind of dive deeper into some topics. And Tim Shelsvig not only joining us for the uh, last segment here in a minute, he's also sticking around for that discussion. So make sure you check that out. You can get our podcast Anywhere you get podcasts, but I would recommend the Radio.com app to get our podcast. And since uh, we're going to be talking to Tim and we're going to be getting out into the great outdoors, anytime we talk about the great outdoors here on the show, it's brought to you by... Hey, uh, Razorback yeah, Armory. It it's is. a full-service <laughs> firearm shop. Hey, 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 hey. Razorback Armory, your full-service firearm shop, strives to be the area's premier destination for firearm enthusiasts. Jesse, Brad, and Kenny are ready for you in De Pere, a half mile east of 270 on Manchester. Find them on RazorbackArmory.com. Tell them Bo sent you. Mm-hmm. And now let's go ahead and get Tim on the line. Tim Shelswick from Drury Outdoors. How's it going, buddy? What's going on, boys? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> So, uh, you're just talking off the air there, and I was shocked to hear this. So, anybody that's listened to this show for any time has heard Tim. He's been uh, a regular on this show for years. 
And I knew that you preferred archery uh, hunting, which it's archery season right now, uh, correct? Yes, sir. And but I just learned that you never, you until this year, you never hunted with a rifle. <laughs> is, that, is that right? That's, Did I hear that? True. Right? True. That's, yep. that's Tony. I, I deciphered it. Tony, I deciphered it through some texting that I've been getting messaging from Tim, and all of a sudden, I, he said, "Oh, this is my first time." I'm like, "What?" You're yeah. in the business, man. Pick up a firearm for crying out loud. <laughs> well, Shot and appalled. And the natural progression, usually, right, is as a, as a kid yeah, and yeah, as you're man. learning. Yeah, you 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 start with a uh, with a rifle, and then you know you you decide or you don't decide that uh, you want to try uh, bow hunting, and that's usually how it goes. But you've always hunted with a bow, huh? Well, Carl's music selection leading into this yep. segment here was perfect because Ted Nugent is <laughs> Fred Bear. Yeah, yeah the, the song is about Fred Bear and the magical, mystical flight of the arrow. And I just I'm so passionate about bow hunting. I love to shoot the bow, whether it's bow fishing or shooting squirrels or turkeys or deer with my bow. I, I love to do that. But as you said, I'm I'm in the hunting industry, and uh, and every now and again an opportunity comes up, and the folks at Mossy Oak and Loophold and Lacrosse invited me to a media camp in Western Oklahoma, at the Canadian River Hilton, and uh, and it was a you know chasing mature whitetails, and because it was co-sponsored by Loophold, they want you shooting uh, a gun with a Loophold scope on it, and I was happy to to give it a try and uh, and, and knock down a great mature buck. And, and that was my first ever firearms whitetail kill. That's and, and it was, it was, you know, I've never had anything against rifle hunting or firearms hunting for a deer. I just am so very in love with bow hunting that, and, and most of my properties where I hunt are archery only. Hmm. Tim, so, you're a little bit, you're a little hot on the mic there. Um, I know that you stop, slow down. I know stop you're very so excited, excited, but just so you know, you're kind of popping there a little bit. So just uh, back off, will you? <laughs> no, that's uh, that's absolutely incredible. And I know that I mean, obviously you are uh, you 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 know your way around a firearm. So I'm sure you were very comfortable um, shooting a gun. But what was it like? What did you think about the experience of of hunting with a rifle for the first time? Well, I, there's there's kind of a there are some some bow hunters out there that absolutely refuse to hunt a deer with a, a rifle or any kind of firearm because they say, well, you're cheating. It's it's just too easy. It's a point and click scenario. You can reach out and touch a deer that's at 300 yards. That's there's no challenge in that. And and it's in some ways it is a little easier. You do have a a greater extension of range, uh, but but it's still not easy to to to, to counter a good mature buck and to uh to get them to stop and put a good hit on it but it was it was so much fun and so it's part of my i guess evolution as as a as a hunter because primarily i'd considered myself a bow hunter up until that point then i realized after the kill it wasn't easy it, it wasn't a slam dunk uh i felt extreme gratitude for that deer and that opportunity and i realized maybe i'm more of a deer hunter than I am just a, a bow hunter. So, uh, so, so just being willing to try something new, being willing to open my mind to another perspective, uh, and another method 
I, I think it's probably not a bad thing, not only for my hunting career, but also just for my soul and and my my heart, too. So, as I mentioned, Tim is going to stick around and be a part of the podcast exclusive, which will come out on Monday. Make sure you are listening, because there are some topics uh, that I want to get into with Tim um, in that in that discussion. I want to remind folks right now, though, while we have a minute about the uh, DeerCast app, if you are out hunting this weekend or going to be anytime soon, uh, Tim and, and the company there, Drury Outdoors, the DeerCast app is an absolute must for the deer hunter. Uh, real quick, tell people all about that. Yeah, if you have DeerCast, you can actually see my first rifle hunt. You see that deer go down on video uh, in the DeerCast app. Um, but, but late season is getting difficult. It, it gets a little tougher to find and pattern your deer. Uh, the deer cast has a bunch of videos specifically for this time of year to help you develop a strategy to get on your deer and still tag out while there's, while there's time left. Plus there's tons of articles and videos from our 30 year history in there. In fact, all of our videos from our 30 year history, all, all of our hunts are in there, our DVDs and VHS tapes that used to be able to purchase, uh, they're in there, uh, and all of our kills go in there. So plus you get a 10 day forecast on likely deer movement for your specific area. And, and then you can recover your deer with deer cast track, which is also included in the app. Uh, you can select a spot on the deer that you think you hit your deer, whether bow or gun, and it'll give you a custom recovery plan and let you know if the hit was lethal or not. And, and, uh, and, and help you put hands on your deer after you shoot them. Yeah, it's absolutely which, uh, amazing. Tim, by the way, we, ahead, we actually compared it to the fish finder, for hunters, ah. I just said that a few uh, the last yeah. time we talked, and you agreed. It's kind of like that, right? It's like, it's, a fish, it's like a fish finder on steroids, and uh, <laughs> definitely something that you got to go get. Uh, check out the DeerCast app. We got to wrap up the show, uh, but again, make sure you check out the podcast exclusive this week as we continue this conversation with Tim Shelsvik from Drury Outdoors. Uh, don't forget, you can get our podcast anywhere you get podcasts, but uh, the Radio.com app is the best place to do so. For my partner, Bo Matthews, and our new producer, Carl Middleman, Thanks. I'm Tony Colombo. Thank you so much for listening to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. See you, boys. Brown, we'll get that little cleanse of the soul. This has been Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors, sponsored by Intervine. Get the best camping lanterns, flashlights, and more at Intervine.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.